Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for If you get in God's role, Mm -hmm. you are amplifying your relationship. I'm not saying for those of you who are single, don't have an amplified relationship with the Lord. What I'm saying is you're amplifying your marital relationship with each other, and it displays a godly picture. Again, for those of you who are single, Christianity is not a a marriage-only club, okay? You you can be, I just want to say, I got a lot of wonderful single friends. This is not to discount you. So imagine if Aksa had said, hey, Othniel, Caleb is my dad. I always went to him before. He's my pop, okay? I don't have to go through you to ask my father for anything. But Othniel conducted himself according to God's order. He loved her. And it really touched Oxa, apparently. I mean, it really got to her. He gave himself up for her. And so Oxa did not even want to try to bypass Othniel out of the way to go to her father for a blessing because she saw what he did for her. So imagine if Aksa had said, hey, Othniel, Caleb is my dad. I always went to him before. He's my pop, okay? I don't have to go through you to ask my father for anything. But Othniel conducted himself according to God's order. He loved her. And it really touched Aksa, apparently. I mean, it really got to her. He gave himself up for her, and so Oxa did not even want to try to bypass Othniel out of the way to go to her father for a blessing, because she saw what he did for her. Right, and the blessing would be for both of them. It wasn't just for her, it was for both of them. So it was important for both of them to be in agreement before doing this. What if, what if, uh, uh, what if he didn't want that place? Othniel? Yeah, what if Othniel didn't want that place? I mean, that'd been awkward. Yeah, sure, you can have it. I don't want it. Well, wow, that, well that was her role. Yeah. See, he goes out and hunts for the food and what right. have you. Okay, I guess. But Oxa's thinking about, okay, I need water for the kids and right. you know, washing. Th- th- things <laughs> for washing. Okay, like you were about to do yes. laundry before we did this podcast, <laughs> right? So she was thinking in her roles, yes. right, right. And so she functioned in that. Friends, what I want you to see is that since Othniel and Oxa both conducted themselves obediently to God's order, then they both got a great blessing from the father. It benefited the both of them. Othniel and Ox are going to raise a family, and they needed this water, and it benefit both sides. And this is what brings great blessing. When a husband and a wife mm-hmm. will bother for two minutes to read God's word and discover what their role is instead of beating each other to death, trying to make the other one see it my way. Right. You know, that's where all the arguments come mm-hmm. from. I'm going to make her understand what I'm thinking. And then you're just pummeling each other. Right. Get in your role. Get in your roles. That's where the blessing comes from. When a husband and a wife 
conduct themselves according to God's order. Right. And, and, I, and if this is a good time, I got a place in Titus that I really want to share with the women for who thinks that this is natural or not natural, or if they think it's easy. Is, is it a good time? Yeah. Okay. Because it's Titus talking to the church. You know, he was a tough guy. You know, Timothy was kind of, he was the more mild, uh, they called him meek, but Titus was like, a, he had to be tougher. He was in a tougher area. And so he was ta- really pushing the church. And he said in Titus 2, but as for you, speak these things which are proper for sound doctrine, that the older men be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, in patience. There's a semicolon. The older women, likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given of too much wine, teaching of good things, that they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husband, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. So what we're seeing that here- That the word of God may not be what? Yes, blasphemed. Blasphemed. <laughs> blasphemed, yes. Blasphemed, okay. And what I found interesting is he used the word admonish. It wasn't a, hey, you know, if you think about it, or kind of, it wasn't a light word. Admonish is like, you really need to get these women to love their husbands and love their children. It's not easy. It's godly order. But it's godly order. And he's saying the older women, you need to teach them how to do this. Because it's not easy. You don't see that in the pop music girls out there ripping half their clothes off. No. Any man of mine better walk the line and all that kind of attitude stuff going on. I don't need no man. And all. Well, if you don't need a man, good for you. Okay, that's fine. Single is okay. It's all right. But I'm talking about in, in a godly order right. relationship. If you're going to get into a marriage, if that's your decision to get in to, to wed somebody, this is the order. Yes. This is the order you got to be in. Like I said a minute ago, there's a lot of people, they just don't agree with God's order. And friends, if you're hearing this, I don't agree with that. You need to consider that you may be against God's word because we're reading you the scriptures that are in every Bible that you can pick up. This is what God authored. God says this. And if this strikes you wrong, you need to realize maybe you are against the word of God and maybe that's where a lot of your mess is coming from. And so a lot of people don't agree with this. They think to themselves, I... Oxa didn't have to go through Othniel. She should just go to her father direct or, uh, directly. Um, you know, whenever I talk to a husband or a, a bride and a groom, before I wed them together, before I marry them together, I ask them a question. I ask them, can you go to Father God without submitting to Jesus? And, and, as, and usually they're always believers because I will not, and I'll tell you all, I will not marry unbelievers together. Right. I will not marry a believer to an unbeliever, right. and I won't marry two unbelievers. They both have to be believers in Jesus Christ. Well, when I ask them, can you go to Father God without submitting to Jesus? They, as a believer, will both say, no, you can't. To get to Father God, you have to go through Jesus. There's your order, okay? Listen to this. Jesus himself said in John fourteen six, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father. Hear this, guys? No one comes to the Father except through me. Friends, this is God's order. If you want to receive the great blessing of eternal life from God the Father, then you must be obedient to God's order and submit yourself to Jesus Christ. 
So you see, you cannot bypass Jesus out of the way to get to God's blessings. You can't tell Jesus to move over. I'll do this myself. He's my own father. I'll go straight to him. Jesus says, no, he may be your father, but he's only gonna, you're only going to get to him if you come through me. And ladies and men, I'm telling you both, this is what you're demonstrating to people through your marriage when you live it in godly order. You're actually showing them mm-hmm. the gospel that you can't just go to the Father right up on your own. You've got to submit to somebody to get there, to get that blessing. Othniel and Oxa showed us that that's in their story. We've got a lot of several par- uh, spiritual parallels in here. You've got a father. In this story, you've got uh, the father, Caleb, who represents Father God, and he wanted to send somebody to defeat an enemy. And since Jesus loved all of us so much, he gave himself up for us. God the Father sent him to win a great victory against our enemy at the cross. Friends, do you see the gospel message in the story of Oxa and Othniel? And why did Jesus go fight this for us? Because, like the husband is to the wife, He did it because he loves you, and he desires to have a great relationship with you. Therefore, he gave himself up for us at the cross. Husband, that's your role. You give your wife everything of yourself. You give her your life. You give yourself for her because you love her like Jesus did for us. And then wife, you return just like we return that back uh, to the Lord God Mm -hmm. because he gave himself for us and sacrificed himself out of love for us, we submit through him to get blessing from the Father. Right, because Oxa, she asked for a blessing. She wouldn't have gotten a blessing had she had gone the wrong way. Just as we want to be blessed in our relationship with the Lord. But if we're not going the right way and we're not in the right order, we're not going to get any blessings. Or like in John 15, after he talks about I'm the way, the truth, and the life, he talks about being the vine and the father being the vine dresser. And he talks about how you can get fruit. Well, if we look in natural and we look at a tree that bears, that can bear fruit. If the bees show up before the flowers, you're not going to get any fruit order. Exactly. So you have to, you can't have bees before flowers. You have to have in, in definitely, if you don't have a, a full grown tree, you're not going to get a flower. So you have to have the water and the sunshine. It's all about that order so that you can get that fruit in with, or the blessings. Othniel loved Oxa, and so he fought for her at Kirjath Sefer, and he won the right to be united with her. Friends, Jesus Christ loves you, and he fought for you at the cross, and he won. He won the right to be united with you and me. And so just like Oxa submitted herself to Othniel to gain great blessing from the Father, We who believe in Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we have to submit to Jesus in order to ask our Father for great blessing. You can't work around Jesus. You can't go around him. You have to submit to him to expect to be saved. There's, You know, there's a lot of people that will not submit to Jesus. They are just not living the way he commands to do. And a lot of times their marriages demonstrate that. Right. And I've seen single people who are out of order. They're out of order with their family. They're out of order at work because they just want to do it their way, only their way. And they wound up becoming bullies and, and pushing people around because they're not even in, individually. They're not even in order. There is an order that we have to get in with God, single and or married. Doesn't matter. You've got to go through Jesus Christ because he died for you. He loved mm-hmm. you. He sacrificed himself for you. So you got to turn that back by submitting through him 
to ask blessing from Father God. See, this applies to all of us. And so I usually tell a bride and a groom, usually during the middle of the ceremony, when they're in front of everybody, I love springing this on them, it's great. I always tell them that they're probably not aware that they both gave us a very vivid illustration of the gospel message. I look at the bride and I tell her, I said, you know what? When you came down the aisle, you're all, you know, they're usually dressed up in their absolute uh, best, beautiful perfection, their wedding dress, and then they get presented to the groom. I asked, I tell that bride, I said, did you know that you gave us a picture from Ephesians 5? Mm -hmm. We already read that where it says that he might present her, he's talking about the church, all the body of all the believers that ever existed, okay, that he might present her to Jesus, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. When those brides come walking down that aisle, they are without blemish. They look just absolutely perfect, the best they've ever been. The bride, when she comes down that aisle, it's an illustration when the church is presented to Christ. We will be adorned in our radiant best, clothed in the righteousness of Christ, because and the reason we're going to be without blemish and clean is because we're going to be forgiven right. by right. him. And it's going to be, we're going to be presented to Jesus as his bride. He's the one who cleaned us up. But if you won't submit to that, mm-hmm. you can't get cleaned up, guys. Exactly. That's what we're trying to say. This is what the order is about. And so then I told the groom, did you know that everybody saw a gospel picture in you too? Usually when, when a bride comes down an aisle, everybody's checking that bride out. But you'll see some people start to turn to look at the groom mm-hmm. like, let's see what he looks like because here right. she comes. What's this doing to him? You know, Right. Because they're seeing this bride coming down the aisle, and people get a glance at this guy, and they're mm-hmm. like, wow. And I tell him, I said, hey, I bet you were thinking this. I bet you were looking at her coming down the aisle, and you were thinking, you're mine. You are mine. You belong to me. I'm going to take good care of you. And friends, what I'm trying to say is that one day soon, Father God is going to have the same reaction on his face when we believers are brought into his presence. We're going to be clothed in our best, in the righteousness of Christ, forgiven and clean, no blemish, no spot or any such thing. And God is going to look at us, and he's going to say, you are mine, you belong to me, and I'm going to take such good care of you. Anna, what a day that's going to be. Oh, what a, it's going to be a glorious day. Not only we won't sin anymore, but we'll be in the presence of the Father worshiping, and that's all we'll have to do is just worship. And so, friends, whenever you go see a wedding and you see this play out, here she comes and he's just freaking out looking at her. Oh, look at what I got coming. God is going to be that excited about us yes. when we are presented to him. Did you know that? It's it, great. And, and then after the wedding, you start celebrating and you start having a meal usually. Oh, we're going to do that too. Exactly. So when we go to heaven, that's what's planned is to have a celebration and have a meal. The wedding supper of the lamb. And you won't gain any weight. Right. That's what's awesome no about it. No food allergies. I know. No gluten problems. Yeah, exactly. And I hope they have brisket. But uh, I was thinking tiramisu, think they're going to have tiramisu. Okay. okay, tiramisu, barbecue sauce. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you got to consider the wonderful picture of eternity that is given in a wedding. If you're married or thinking about getting married, the importance of living out your marriage in God's order 
that not only will it bring great blessing from Father God for yourselves, but your marriage will also be a great illustration for showing people what the life-saving gospel of Jesus actually looks like. They can actually see a visible representation of how God views us and how we work in our relationship with him. Your marriage, if you have one or are going to get one, you can live it out in God's order, showing love, sacrifice, and submission. And that will be a great ministry outreach for you to reach those who do not yet know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So, Anna, I know there's people listening to us right now. They don't have great marriages. They're, they're right. thinking, oh, that's me. I'm in trouble. Well, friend, hey, don't worry about that right now because you can repent. Yes. You can ask the Lord to forgive you. I'm, I know that from this message, the Lord is communicating with you, helping you identify where your faults have been that you know you need to straighten up. Right. And you can do it through his power. You can start setting mm-hmm. these things right. Start over. And if you are single and you have married friends and you know they're having trouble, help them. God didn't say you couldn't help them. Help them. You know, if you might be the voice of reason they mean, you might be the one that could say, hey, you know, you're doing this wrong. You, you can do this better. Help them and support the marriages. Do you remember what Oxa asked her father for? Springs of water. Springs of water are necessary to sustain life. She wanted to expand her family. Well, friends, God wants to expand his family, and he's going to do it through springs of water. Jesus said in John 4, 14, whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Friends, you got to submit to Jesus to go through him to ask your father for springs of water, eternal life. And friends, when you get these springs of water, that is an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Think about what fountains of water actually come from. They come from very deep in the, in the earth, okay? This is a deep relationship with God, deep, deep down fountains. And that deep relationship only comes through God's order. Godly order will bless your marriage. And your relationship with the Holy Spirit is so deep that no one can separate you from God's love. Just like when a couple becomes married as one flesh, they become one. Let no man separate. So, friends, I want to encourage you today to let your commitment to each other in your marriage show everyone the depth of your relationship with each other, not just with each other, but also it will prove the depth of your relationship with Father God as well. People will look at you and say, I want what they got. And you will show it to them by living it out in godly order. Pray, pray, pray. All right. There's a reason the scriptures talk about a woman having a quiet, gentle spirit. The best thing you can do is pray when there is a situation. And if you, you know, unless there's for some reason, an immediate reason for you to speak, don't speak. Just pray about it. Tell the Lord, hey, this is what's going on. Because what I have learned, the Lord's going to tell you whether it's just you and the enemy's just making trouble. Most of the time, the enemy's talking to you and you're listening. But if you start praying, you'll realize that voice goes away. The Lord comes in. And then you can see clearer with clear eyes what is going on. And then you can mitigate a lot of problems if you just be quiet and pray first. If you're listening to the wrong voice that's telling you don't submit to him, you're listening to the wrong voices. You need to replace that with God's word. A lot of the times when I talk to people about their marital issues like this, there's some kind of a flaw that they're not in their relationship with God. 
Most of the time, it's people mm-hmm. calling themselves Christians. They don't pray. They don't study God's word. They're not in the body of Christ. They're pretty much not doing anything God told them to do. Right. But they think they're a Christian just because they call themselves one. And you wonder why you got the problems you got. You wonder why you and her can't get along. Right. Because you're not in order. Because you don't know what the order is. Friends, me and Anna have done our best today in the time we've got to show you what God's order is. The question is, are you going to do it? Right. We pray that you do. Yes. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, you will be raised from the dead. You have to acknowledge and realize that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And when you repent and truly realize that you have sinned against God, he said that all who call in the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I want to stress what you said about the word repent. If you're having bad relationship with your wife, you're fighting, you're going back and forth, you resent her, you resent him. Repent means turn around. It means stop it. Guys, you stop fighting with your wife. Girls, you stop thinking that I don't have to submit to him. You need to turn all that. You need to walk away from that. Women, you need to look at your husband. Oh, he's messed up a lot of times in the past. I don't trust him anymore. Okay, we messed up a lot of times too, and Jesus still died for us, okay? exactly. Same with you guys. Maybe she cheated on you. I don't know. We sinned. We sinned against Jesus Christ. We broke God's law. We blew it. And yet he said, you know what? I'm still going to come for you anyway because I love you. And he came and he died for us. He gave himself up for sinners, guys. He didn't give himself up for people that were saved already. If we were saved already, he wouldn't need to die on the cross. Right. He did all this for people who turned on him. Right. Friends, you can do this for your spouse because Jesus did this for you, is what we're trying to say. Exactly. So repent. Stop it. The enemy whispering, don't trust her, don't trust him. This selfishness that you've got to beat your opinion into her with argument and cutting her down or cutting him down. Stop it. Turn around. Walk away from it. Repent and believe Mm -hmm. in the gospel. Here's the gospel. Get ready for it. Here it comes, guys. It's the biggest thing that's ever going to hit you. Father, forgive me. I've sinned. I'm sorry. I blew it. I ask you to forgive me. Lord, heal me. And thank you for your gift that you did this for me. I don't deserve it, and I realize that now. Lord Jesus, I submit to you. I give you my life. I work through you. Father, give me the blessing of eternal life. I thank you for those springs of water. Help me work better with my spouse. Or if you're single and you're thinking of getting married, Lord, help me to work better with this person I want to marry. If you're single, say, Lord God, I'm sorry. And Lord Jesus, I can't wait to be presented to you as your bride. See, you're going to get married anyway, yeah. even, even single people. <laughs> okay. All of us are. Forgive us, Lord God. And we thank you that you came for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I like to do a shameless plug, if you don't mind. Get it. For the women, whether you're single or married, we uh, have Modern Day Abigails. Um, it's a podcast called Modern Day Abigails. You can go to moderndayabigails.com. Moderndayabigails.com. We're there to help women learn how to be the women God created us to be. We're new creations. And he told us to teach the women to love their husbands and children. And that's what y'all do And that's what we're doing. ModernDayAbbyGales.com. And so thank y'all for being here at (laughs) SetForLifeRadio.com. I want you to know you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you. Thank you. Bye. Let's go do some laundry, Anna. Okay.
you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.